0: Amen. Good morning. We are continuing through the, uh, the uh, messages that picked up with Ben and Nick. It, uh, it's the fo- being fully present, the Holy Spirit being fully present. Uh, ben did the full, holy present uh, with peace. Uh, Nick did fully present with joy last week. And we are going to pick up on just that simple little topic of love. Probably uh, never has there been written any more books and songs and stories and everything on this topic. It is a topic that every single human being born according to God is longing for. It's been placed in your heart that you would experience love, that you would love. And yet he made it impossible for somebody to embrace or understand this love except for by his presence and his his uh, inhabitation of our life. So what we have is we have a lot of uh, counterfeits, counterfeit love. We have a world that has described to us what love is and the best that they possibly can. Uh, I, in my own life, if I look back at uh, what love has been to me, if you were to ask me years ago to define love, I would give you my definition uh, if I ask everybody here uh, to define it, we would have lots and lots of different definitions of what is love. We might regurgitate some of the words uh, that are written in Scripture, but in terms of the, the actual reality of what you want and you believe that you need for love, I think we'd have an awful lot of different interpretations. So we are going to pick up uh, and try to kind of bring this thing to a fullness if if you were here and you heard Ben's visiting on the peace and the Holy Spirit present in peace and Nick's talk about the Holy Spirit being f- presently f- fulfilling uh, your life with joy, you found that the Holy Spirit was inseparable from having peace and the Holy Spirit without the Holy Spirit and nor of having joy without the filling of the Holy Spirit. And now we, now we bring this whole thing under love, which basically uh, without love you're not going to have any of the other ones. And uh, I have enjoyed this season, this journey, to bring you some uh, some thoughts that God gave me. I uh, have experienced some things this last month or so that have been refreshing and kind of new to my heart, and uh, and so I'm excited, but. You know, sometimes when you go and you see one of the most remarkable sunsets, and it's like, wow, I've never seen anything like this in my life, and you just, you've just you got to get a camera. And you get a camera, and you take a picture, and then you get home, and you want to show it to somebody, and they go, yeah, because they've seen thousands of sunsets, and it doesn't capture it. Sometimes you have an experience, and the experience, and my, my wife makes fun of me on this, that I I believe no experience is an experience without being shared with somebody. It's just I I literally have to tell somebody. And yet it's so often that I share my experience with all this joy and excitement. And it's like seeing the sunset picture. Yeah. And uh, if I'm out and I'm snorkeling and I'm underwater and I see this fantastic creation of God underwater with all the beautiful coral, I race back on shore to get somebody and come out there and they're kind of nodding out there. Somehow the experience doesn't do that. Well, here's a confession. The first service, I was really excited about sharing some of these things that had been revealed to me. And, it, and I looked out over the audience and they looked like they had just seen a sunset picture. However, my little grandchild brought this and gave it to me afterwards. And it says, what was the sermon about? And she nailed it. Jesus did everything out of love. And everything he did was love. That's what she said. That brings us to our topic. And, uh, and I, I want you to kind of follow with me. And it's gonna, at first it's going to take a little bit of thinking and reasoning within Scripture... I'll be going ahead and either quoting scripture or reading some scripture to you. There's so much scripture, we're not going to put it all up on the board. But I want you to think and put your thinking hat on. Because most people approach this uh, topic out of their feelings and out of their emotions. Now, emotions and your feelings are not bad. Life would be really boring and stale without them. But if your feelings and your emotions are leading your life, then you're going to define love by how you feel. And believe me, there are going to be times your feeling is not going to match up to what it was yesterday for somebody. And especially if somebody hurt you, your feelings begin to go. So I want you to think through this with me. And and we'll land on a place that I think is quite interesting and land on something that I think can be really new and refreshing for you to enter in to love. When they asked Jesus what was the greatest commandment, he said, you shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole being, and your whole soul. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. He's saying, this is it. This book is about love. From the beginning of Genesis to the end of Revelation, it is a book that's capturing love. And he goes on to also explain this. And by the way, so you do not miss this, God says, I am love. God is love. It isn't something out here that we kind of manufacture, and it can't be broken down into pieces. God is love. He's the full expression of love. And then he says, okay, then how do we love? You might be saying, well, how do we love? If, If God is love, if it's the full expression of love, we even see a little bit of a definition we'll look at in 1 Corinthians 13 on love. But before we get there, if God is love, how do we love? And Jesus says that basically that he demonstrated in his high priestly prayer in John 17, he said, I demonstrated for you what love was. Therefore, everything that my father gave me to do, I did. I said everything my father told me to say. My fulfillment of expressing my father in love was that I kept his word and his commandments. And so therefore, he says in John 14, uh, and John 15, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. For whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he will be loved by my Father and we will come and we will reflect and manifest ourselves to him. He also says, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So abide in my love, for if you keep my commandments, you are abiding in my love. So how do we go ahead and how do we love? By keeping his commandments. Now a lot of you can get lost right there, and some of you get overwhelmed because you think of all the different commandments. He simplifies this, and he says in John 15, this is my commandment, and all of my commandments are filled in this one commandment, love one another. So rather than get you lost in all the different commandments and all the different things to do and not to do, Let's begin to come down to this whole thing is that God says you will find yourself in your sweet spot if you enter into love. For the greatest commandment is love and I ask you to keep my commandments and to love. Now, would you at least agree with me that as you look through the canon of scriptures from the beginning of Genesis to the end that Jesus Christ was the full expression of the Father And being the full expression of the Father, he fully expressed and manifested and gave the radiance of what love was. Everything he did was love and done out of love. Would you agree to that? There was no fault in him. He never fell short of anything that God didn't ask him to do. And so therefore, if we look at Jesus' life and his expression, then we can agree with this little girl that Jesus expressed love. Everything he did was loving. Everything he touched was an act of love. Keep that in mind when you come across hard portions of Scripture when it seems Jesus is really unloving to his mom when when she says, we've ran out of wine. He says, oh, what am I going to do with you, woman? Now, that's how we read it. But I have to say this, I cannot read that without knowing that whatever he said to his mother was done fully out of love. It was a full expression of love. And so everything he did was love. And he says this, now I want you to understand something. Because they asked him some questions about loving. And here's his answer, pay attention to this, do not miss it. He says, everything that you saw me do, in your light, in your eyes was love, everything you heard me say, I just heard my father say, and I just saw my father do. a matter of fact, there won't be any act that you see me do, nor hear me say, that I did not hear my father say. Are you getting this picture? If everything he did was out of love, and is was love and did portray love, then he is saying this, basically all I did was do whatever my Father just told me to do. The words that I say to you are not, are not mine, they're his, the Father who sent me. The words that I say to you I do not speak on my own authority but on my Father who has given me these words. So in John 80 he says, he who sent me is true and I say to the world, only the things that I have just heard him say to me. For I did not speak out of my own initiative, but the Father who sent me dwells in me spoke these words through you. So do you agree with me that everything that Jesus did and everything that he said, he just simply repeated what the Father had told him? Do you understand that? Okay, so we have two truths. One is that everything he did was Love, and that all we ever saw him do is what the Father did. So, the words that you and I do, the actions that you and I do, it says we are to go ahead and be the exact reflection of the Son by the words that the Holy Spirit gives you to say and gives you to do. 1 Peter says, Whoever speaks is to do so as one who is speaking the very utterances of God. For whoever serves is to be the one serving by the strength that God supplies, so that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. However, the one who speaks words of his own authority is only seeking his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of God, he is true, and there's no falsehood in him. So do not worry about what you say or speak in that day and hour, for the Holy Spirit will give you the words of what to say. For Romans 5 says, For the love of God has been poured out within our hearts, that through the Holy Spirit, that he was given to us. And Matthew says, So if I am controlled by the Spirit of God, my tongue will reflect that reliance. If I am not, you can detect that fact from what I say. If my speech is edifying of others, encouraging and uplifting and building up of others' character, then it is because the very Lord Jesus has harnessed my entire body for his purpose. But if cursing, complaining, and judgment and bitterness proceed from my mouth, I am demonstrating that I am operating under the rule of my own flesh. For Jesus says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks forth. We are to be permeated with love. So let me try to now start to catch us up in this. This That's where your thinking caps get on. Then we're going to flesh it out. So if Jesus did only what the Father told him to do, and if he said only what the Father told him to say, then he comes and he says to you, now likewise in the same manner that I was an exact representation of the Father and his love because I only spoke what he said, you ought to rejoice that I go to be with the Father because I am with you but I will be in you And the Holy Spirit, the helper, will be in you. And therefore, you will be able to live life on this planet the way that I demonstrated for you to live life on this planet. And so therefore, you will only say the things that the Holy Spirit tells you to say. And you'll only do the things that that the Holy Spirit tells you to do in the like manner and the same way that my Father did. So therefore, you and I will start reflecting this love Not by trying to do acts and deeds, but by learning to go ahead and let the Holy Spirit inhabit your body and let the words that come out of your mouth and the actions come out of you be those of the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense to you? Dallas Willard says, I never think simply of what I'm going to do with you, to you, or for you. I think of what Jesus and I are going to do with you, to you, and for you. So Christian brotherhood is not an ideal that we must realize. It is rather a reality created by God in Christ Jesus in which we may participate. Kingdom love, Jesus Christ stands between the lover and those that he's loving. So to make that possible, you can say, okay, well, how do you do that? How do I go ahead and make the words that I only say be the ones that the Holy Spirit said? I've given that a shot. And it just seems to be really out here so how do you do that he says in the same manner that the son can do nothing he can't bear any fruit or anything unless he abides in the father neither can you unless you abide in me so he gives us these promises and then we're going to pick up the illustrations I will ask the father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever that is the spirit of truth who the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor does it know him You know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Again in John 14, 25, these things I'm speaking to you while I'm with you, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage I go. For if I do not go away, the helper, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I still have so many things to tell you right now, but you cannot bear them now. But the spirit of truth, when he comes, he will guide you into all truth and he will speak all things out of his own authority and whatever he hears me speak, he will speak. So all that the father is mine, therefore I said, he, take what is mine and I'll declare it to you. So on that day, the last day he said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, and out of him will flow rivers of living water. Now remember this. He was speaking about the Spirit who was to come. So, you have been given, if you have responded to the Christ call in your life, if you have identified with the cross that Christ died for you and died for your penalty so that you are not going to live eternally separated from him, and that you identified with his death, and his burial, and his resurrection, and that you were resurrected with him, then you have been given the Holy Spirit. You have everything you need pertaining to life and godliness. Nick made a comment last week. He said that everything that God's gonna ask you to do, which is keeping his commandments, he has equipped you to do. And how he has equipped you to do it is by giving you and me the Holy Spirit who can now begin to dwell and live within us And now the words that we say can begin to be those words that the Holy Spirit says and those things that the Holy Spirit does. Now, how does this flesh out? How does this flesh out? Let me give you a couple illustrations that I'll try to put it into practice and then I want you to take it and begin to give application in your life with this. If I am truly going to love someone, if I'm truly going to demonstrate and enter into that love, so I'm entering into that sweet spot of what I was designed to be and who I was designed to be, I am going to have to go ahead and do it the way that God has orchestrated it that it be done. I've been married to my wife Nancy over here for 45 years. Uh, and... In those 45 years, she would be the first to tell you, I have made every attempt I can to try to love her, and she would also let you know that in those 45 years, I have made every attempt that seems like I'm trying to love her, and I end up hurting her. And a lot of the things that I think she would uh, say come as a result of what comes out of this mouth. This mouth tends to say things, and then it thinks. My kids and my wife and my friends remind me of that. Uh, but usually they're very poor reminders because they remind me after I've said it. They don't do it beforehand. So as we have kind of journeyed in our marriage and we, have, we love each other and we know that this is uh, the couple that God has put together, uh, we have probably disagreed and argued way, way less than we ever did when we were young. But I can tell you this as a fact, I don't know if this is the same for the rest of you, but this is true for her and me. When we disagree now, it hurts so much more than it ever did when we were young. The pain of us being uh, out of sync is so painful. And the thing is, we're both trying to hang in there and be one, so when it happens, it's frustrating and sometimes you want to throw up your hands and say, I quit. I made every attempt to try to love her, and it came across in the opposite way. As a matter of fact, it did something that caused her pain. Well, this happened when we were on vacation again. Uh, not on vacation again, but this happened again while we were on vacation. And uh, I could tell I said something, and I could tell it pierced her. And now, you've got to remember, I'm thinking a month ahead of time about what I'm going to talk about. So I'm I'm working through, and I have landed to this point on my message. I haven't quite got it fleshed out yet. And like every other message, God lets me flesh it out and live it out by experience. And I can relate to when Jesus says he only learned that from what he suffered. And so... Somehow I said something and it just did not come to her the same way that I felt my heart wanted to come out. And with a little bit of, you know, kind of, kind of growling back and forth, and stuff like this, I decided just to kind of walk alone for a while. And I remember just saying to God, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I want to love her. That's my intent to love her. And yet it seems that the very thing that I want to do, I don't do. And the very thing I don't want to do, I end up doing. None of you can relate to that, but that's how it happens to me. And I remember just saying, how do I do this? And I just kind of had discourse with God. I We visited. And by the way, when I say talk to God, God doesn't come and audibly talk to me. And so there's something that's... this person, this third person that's ready talking. He's in my mind and I'm having this, this communication with him. He's saying have we not been studying this? What did I say? You want to love her? I said, you know I want to love her. And he said, okay. I am love. How did I demonstrate love? I said, well you just did whatever the father told you to do. And you said whatever the Father told you to say. He said, did I not also tell you that I would leave you the Holy Spirit so that you could actually do the same thing that I have done on this planet? I didn't grab my deity and and pull from my deity. I emptied myself from my deity, as Philippians 2 says, and I became man and took on the form of man. And I demonstrated to you how a human being lives a life full of the Father, so that you might live a life full of me and the Spirit as He enters you. So how d- did I do that? I said, I don't know. That's what I'm asking you. He said, Have you ever dawned? Has that ever dawned on you to take this more than just the words that you're reading here? Have you ever asked me? And how often do you ask me, in any response, this question? Holy Spirit, Jesus, what do you want to say to Nancy? What do you want to do for her? You have full access to this body. What do you want to say to her? What are the words that you want to say to her? Let me put a little bit more flesh on this and I'll come back to that. We came back from vacation and uh, we had a couple neighbors that lived next to us. Uh, one neighbor, uh, just this the neatest, neatest people, but I'm up putting on lights because uh, we got home late, and uh, he comes over and he says, "Hey, get down from that ladder. give me a hug., ah, I just love you, and I just missed having you gone." And I just said, "You know, he just never ceases to bless us with his love and his kind words. Now we have another neighbor that did not give us that response. And matter of fact, the response was quite negative. And uh, I hear from Nancy that what was kind of said to her. And my immediate reaction is, I have a lot of scripture in my mind, and I had a lot of scripture come to mind of things I could say to him. And I could, back, I could support the things I was about to say. And yet God said, the scripture is about me. It's about my character. It isn't about the words there. Why don't you give it a try? And I said, okay. What do you want to say to him? What do you want to say to him through this body? And here's what came to my mind. Never return insult for insult, but let's give a blessing instead. These are the words that I want you to say when you see him. And you know what was interesting? Interesting. I knew it was love I knew it was the expression of who God was it was the full radiance of who he was and I didn't have to guess it so coming back to our walk and my time with Nancy over the last at least since we've been back and since that time I have began to try to make it a practice to say this what do you want to say? What are the words that you want to say, Holy Spirit? I want to express love, and the only way I express love is not by trying to figure out all the books and all the things and all the do's and don't do's. How about if I just can that, and how about if I just get quiet enough to listen to you and say, what do you want to say to Nancy this morning? What do you want to say to Dan? What are the words that you want to say to my grandchild? I believe with all of my heart, and we're going to show you this in Lived Out, That if we will go ahead and become that instrument to live on this planet, the way Jesus lived on the planet, we don't try to display love. We simply try to display God, for he is love. So basically, I want to go ahead and get in touch with the Holy Spirit, fulfilling his purpose as I am embodied by him. And I believe if I do and if I hear that, I will enter into that sweet spot that I was called to enter into. Do you know what it's like when somebody has a sweet spot? My two boys, I have three boys, but my two boys, my youngest son is somebody that just lights up. He's a different person when it comes to preparing food for somebody. Uh, He's been staying at our house a while, and he'll basically say, get get out of the kitchen. Let me take over. And he has his way of doing it. And you look at him, he comes alive. And He gets good at what he's doing. He literally is in a sweet spot. He's a different person. He enters into the fullness of joy and has peace when he's doing that which God has called him to do, which was express himself. I have another son who absolutely loves a hobby of his. A lot of you know his hobby. And he loves that hobby. And when he starts doing that hobby, uh, he just lights up. It's like he's a different person. And so when he left her the first service said, what are you going to do? He says, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to go home and brew some more. And he lights up, and he gets giddy. I believe that you and I, if we enter into this, we will enter into that sweet spot that we are called to be as reflectors of this love for people. When you do it, you will experience a freedom. You will light up. You will also experience that freedom. Remember, at the end of that verse, not return insult for insult, but give a blessing instead, so that you might experience the blessing and receive on yourself the blessing, which is the love and the joy and the peace that God has given to you. So how do you walk? walk this out let me give you just some practical steps number one I have seen in the scriptures and in my own life whenever I have decided to walk this out what does it look like what does it begin to come out when I know that okay I, I believe that's what God told me I know at least the word of God well enough to know that it will reflect itself in some unique ways Number one, it will reflect itself in First Corinthians 13. It will be patient and kind and forgiving and not hold offenses against people. It will also be quick to forgive. He says, he says this, above all, keep firm in your love for one another. In a sense, a love will cover a multitude of offenses against you. It is operates forgiveness I can tell right away that it's from God when it operates forgiveness forgiveness will be one of the first things that this will come to you and it will get you ready to receive and hear the Holy Spirit speaking number two if there is any discord between you and a brother and a sister God says leave this here and the first thing he'll say is go make right that first Secondly, if there's any known sin in your life that you know that you're choosing to operate outside of that, of what God told you, God says bring it forth and acknowledge that sin and you'll be ready and clear to hear the Holy Spirit's words and the Holy Spirit's whispering in your ear. Third, this one I believe is rampant. I don't know if it's rampant just now, or it's always been we call this relational idolatry all it means is you and i so often take another human being and we look to to how they will respond how they will react what they will think rather than god they become the authority and so we put them in the place that only god deserves and so therefore i'm so busy being concerned about what they're going to say, what they're going to think, what they're going to do, that I silence the voice of God. You've got to remove these distractions in order for you to hear. If I am so busy, worried about how Nancy will respond, I cannot hear the Holy Spirit whisper and say, this is what I want to say to her. So I have to repent of that and say, God, once again, I ask you to forgive me that I have sinned against you by taking another human being and putting them of greater importance than you and your, your feelings and your thoughts, and I've tried to please them rather than you. I repent from that, and I put you back on the place that you belong. You are my God, and you're the one that I bow down to worship. And then I'm, I'm ready to go ahead and enter into faith. So here's how I do it. This is what I have learned. I basically will say this type of a thing. God, you have promised me this. You have said to me that you desire that I be filled by your Holy Spirit and you have also said to me you want me to speak only those utterances that come from your word and not my own. And so therefore, you also said in 1 John 5 that if I ask anything according to your will, you will hear my prayer and you will answer my prayer. So by faith... You told me to be filled, and you told me to speak the words of the Holy Spirit, so I am going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to bring forth into my life and bring forth into my head and out of my tongue those things that you want to say, and I am by faith going to believe because Jesus said he would answer those prayers if I asked them, and so therefore I am going to go ahead and say those things that come to my mind, and that is what God said to do. He also says in James 1, he says, if you lack wisdom of knowing what to say, ask me. I'll give it to you. So by faith, I am going to now speak those words that you told me to speak. Now here's the key thing here. And then we're going to have Tom or Cindy come up and sing. Oh no, Tom? Okay. Okay, both you guys. Is when I do that and when you do that, In the book of John, chapter 17, it says this Then you will know the next things of what you're to do, whether they're from God or man. You get better at it and better at it and better at it. And pretty soon, you'll begin to create a habit of saying, What do you want to say? What do you want to say in this situation? I don't want to say any words that aren't yours. And by faith, believe that. And that is how we demonstrate love, not by trying to do all the deeds that come out there, by being a container to let the Holy Spirit speak through you. Listen to these words of these songs, and they'll bless you. When I were talking about what he was going to preach on this song, it came to my mind because I was thinking about it being sung in God's voice, and Him saying,